you are listening to High TV, your place for cannabis news, insights, and information. If you're new to this podcast, you're a newbie. What's going on, newbie? Welcome to the show. Hope to see you soon. Just know when Monday morning comes and this podcast plays in your cars and your headphones, you will be the most informed person in cannabis in your circle. Stay tuned and stay high, folks. ITV. Man, hope you guys enjoyed a brand new ad. I mean, I know it can get so repetitive when you see an advertisement happen over and over again. And you're like, all right, it's more of the same. Just let me skip ahead a couple seconds. I get it. So I'm going to switch up the ads, make it a bit fun, and make it a part of the show. Because that's when I probably I think ads are the best is when they incorporate what the show is about anyway. That way you don't really feel like you're getting a headache and migraine every time you listen to an ad. Speaking of headache and migraines, we have a new cannabis study. As promised, I'm going to tell you about it. Cannabis is shown to reduce headaches and migraines. I mean, listen, for all of us cannabis smokers, we know this is firsthand knowledge, all right? We know this like the back of our hand. I mean, a lot of us smoke cannabis to relieve pain. If I'm not mistaken, the biggest user of medical cannabis are those who experience pain. And I've seen this firsthand when it comes to working at a cannabis company, right? As mentioned earlier. I mean, listen, a lot of the ladies who are listening to the podcast, shout out to the ladies out there, you know, all y'all looking beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Go back to work and enjoy your post-Thanksgiving. Don't worry about the weight. You look good. You look great, okay? That's love right there. You know, you're in a relationship, you're like a little happy pounds. That's the happy pounds you're carrying around. (laughs) But uh, as I was saying, man, uh, we use cannabis to help alleviate pain of cramps and other pains that may be associated, like endometriosis endometriosis and things of that nature as cannabis has been shown to be a powerful powerful agent in releasing those types of chronic pain so we all knew this but the difference is it's almost like someone says yo i'm the best of ball i'm the best singer i'm the best this but there's no real test for you to know if it's true you're just taking their word for it or maybe you've seen them sing, but now you got to see how good of a singer they are once they're in competition, once they're tested. And that's what the study is. It's the testing of cannabis to prove what we all know to be true. So the study goes as follows. As follows. A study from Washington State University has found inhaled cannabis, smoked, not puffed, <laughs> not puffed, smoked, not vaped, not edibles, reduces self-reported headache and migraine severity by 49.6% and 47.3% respectively. The study published in the Journal of Pain is the first to use data from the headache and migraine excuse me. This Journal of Pain is the first study to use data from headache and migraine patients using cannabis in real time according to the study's authors. And the author notes all previous studies that relied on testing cannabis effectiveness of headaches and migraines relied on patients recalling the effect of cannabis use in the past. So generally, <clears throat> we'll read these studies of people who said that pain helped them with cannabis, and generally all of them were just people remembering how cannabis helped them. Basically like doing a survey. Like, you know, you, know, you uh, go to the wrong place in the mall and they give you a survey to rate your experience. Oh, better yet, you're on Instagram or on, the, on your phone and ask to rate your experience, whether it's an app or anything like that. Most of us want to skip it, so a lot of the information may not be as viable as a real-time experience and experiment and that's exactly what this is I mean listen I recall a time 
when I was playing intramural basketball, all right, that's like one of those little leagues where they play basketball seriously, but it's not the NBA, so it shouldn't be that serious, but somebody always takes it too serious. Like, bro, this ain't the league. All right, calm down. We ain't winning a ring after this. This is just a game. But uh, anyway, I'm playing basketball. I roll my ankle. Uh, I'm, of course, I'm in pain, right? Not that much pain. It's a roll ankle in second nature to me. But with that being, yeah, when you play basketball, you roll your ankles a lot. Like, I feel like after a while, you can't even roll your ankles even anymore because they've been rolled so much. Like, that muscle is permanently thickened through pain. Uh, what doesn't kill you make you stronger, right? So I end up using cannabis as a way to help the pain. And what do you, what do you know? Cannabis help take away the pain. Listen, cannabis is an analgesic. An analgesic is something that helps alleviate pain. Opioids and what is generally causing the opioid crisis are these analgesic products. And so that's why we're seeing a lot of doctors now who are analgesics or analgesic doctor or specialist is, is in pain. They're going ahead and prescribing medical marijuana to patients because they know the dangers of opioid, the dangers of opioids and the results they're seeing firsthand through many, many patients that they see who have pain. And so with that being said, we know we knew this. This ain't new news, but it's still important because now we have physical and real studies, even improving on the experiment done before, that shows you that smoking and inhaling cannabis helps take away pain. And there was even a study before that that said uh, inhaling cannabis was a much better option to relieve pain than edibles, than concentrates, and in any other form. So taking the flower and inhaling it, not the vaporizer, but taking the flower and inhaling it, for some reason, caused a much, much greater reduction in pain in patients. So take it as you will. Remember, folks, if you want to relieve pain, you want to go ahead and inhale. Chances are, if people are experiencing pain, they want to feel that effect immediately, right? Pain is something that you got to go through your day with. As mentioned, I think I said this same tidbit before, but pain is something that when you experience it, you want it done quick. That's why people go through emotional pain. They go ahead and quickly go to alcohol and substance abuse to try and alleviate that emotional pain immediately through instant gratification. The same thing is felt by taking these pain pills. You feel a little pain in your knee and your back and your neck, my neck, back, I ain't gonna say the rest. (laughs) You take the pain pill and you feel the reduction automatically right? And your life is better for it. Your quality of life is better for it. And so you get addicted to the opioids, but at least there's not as high as a habitual use case for cannabis. You can quit cannabis anytime. How many people you see, how many people have you seen scratch, claw, steal, fight because they, don't have, they haven't gotten their cannabis in their system? They may respond to you like an asshole and a jerk when they're, not, when they're like going through withdrawal through cannabis, which means they're just not as jolly and happy anymore, but, uh, which is a real thing, by the way. But generally, you don't see addicts for THC like that, you know? Maybe if you couple it with nicotine all the time, then chances are it would be an addiction because the brain confuses and attaches both uh, substances. So, yeah, we knew this was true. Great news. I'm happy for it. But whoop-de-doo, we knew this already. I just have to share it with you so that you guys have something in your back pocket knowing it not. It was a study. It just came out last week, bro. Weed lowers pain by, like, 49%. And they even use real-time experiments. I mean, how many people in real life is having, is having that conversation and saying it like that? 
Probably in like uh, the other legal states that's predominantly Caucasian. Anyway, moving on to the next story we have, as vaping crisis continues to affect legal marijuana vape sales, MJ firms education or moving towards education to help rectify the situation caused by the vape gates. The story goes as follows. In the wake of the recent vaping crisis that sickened more than 2,000 people, wow, and killed dozens more vape makers and retailers are using a variety of strategies to ease customer concerns and shore up sagging sales. Of course, you know you're losing money. Listen, we told you vaporizers are the number one most profitable part of running a cannabis business. We've seen the numbers right in front of our faces. I mean, you're giving people a small amount of oil, half gram, even less than that in some cases for some companies, and uh, you're charging like upwards of $50 for it. And all you're really paying for is the vaporizer pen. Now, granted, if you're making cartridges, these vaporizer cartridges cost like 25 cents, 30 cents when you're buying it that large of amount wholesale. So a lot of it is profit. But with that being said, uh, a lot of these companies who know that this is a profit, they're trying to make their change back. They want their bag to be big coming from vaporizers. They don't want vaporizers to be at the end of their chart. They want it to be number one where it used to be. So they're doing it or having measures now where they're putting up marketing in the dispensaries and in the shops to prove people that vaping is safe and prove that their vaping is safe. A lot of vaping companies have released a lot of PRs. Uh, what's it worth? what I'm calling for? A PR stunt? No. They release a statement, whatever the hell it's called, an official name. They release a statement saying that their product does not contain vitamin E acetate. Their products are tested third party and they are clean products. I mean, the CDC said that a lot of the sickness and a lot of the deaths, where they come from? They came from those smoking in bootleg carts people made in their bathroom sink. You know, <laughs> as ridiculous as that sounds, some of these illegal cannabis businesses do have, um, you know, lab laboratories i don't want to draw this but they are some official chemistry you know what i'm saying uh mr white level of production so it's a good move by these cannabis companies to go ahead and try and lower the doubt and and increase consumer confidence but i believe it's going to take a couple it's going to take a year and maybe even a couple years you know maybe even if they translate and say that hey look that what we're using for our vapes now comes from solventless cannabis and that has no production you know no extra processing done to it it's literally just the thc falling off the live plant into bubble hash and then they press it out to make this product so maybe maybe we'll see that maybe we'll see live resin or live resin is a process yeah a bubble, we'll, we'll see bubble hash coming to the picture. We'll see, hopefully. Um, of course, Florida, 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 the sunshine state, the place where people go to relax, retire, and be a raisin under the sun. Florida decides that they're going to collect hundreds of thousands of petitions in order to try and legalize cannabis. Now, this is a big thing. This is a huge thing. As we told you, Florida is a top three state in the United States, population-wise and GDP. Um, I just did an actual Google trend search and Florida is the lowest for, you guessed it, anxiety and stress and sleep. Looks like Flor Floridians are pretty happy people. I mean, uh, I would I, I mean, I would assume they're going to be happy people if they're all mostly older. Sleep is no problem. You're too old to have anxiety and stress. You know what I'm saying? What are you worried about? You're retired. <laughs> just enjoy the rest. Of, you're worried about enjoying the rest of the lives, the rest of the life you have left on this earth, not to stress and have anxiety over, you know, BS. But um, tidbit aside, you have two groups. Two groups are at odds. And 
After this story, I want you to tell me which group that you feel like you may fit into. They all they both have different strategies, but in my eyes, they don't differ that much. But who knows? They're, depending on who you speak to, they're vastly different. So the story goes as follows. The initiative backed by Make It Legal Florida submitted 140, excuse me, 108, 435 signatures, a.k.a. 108,435 signatures for its question, which would allow 21 and up older to, quote unquote, possess, use, purchase, display and transport up to 2.5 ounces of marijuana and marijuana accessories for personal use for any reason. Think about it. The report also says, meanwhile, the Sensible Florida campaign, that's the other half. One is Make Illegal Florida. The other is Sensible Florida. Now, the story goes, Sensible Florida campaign submitted 900, excuse me, 92,438 signatures. Interesting, 435, 438 signatures for their plan, which would regulate cannabis in the same manner as alcohol. Now, which do you side with? Take your time. I'll read it one more time. Make it legal Florida. Their mandate is to allow possession, use, purchase, display and transport of upwards of 2.5 ounces of marijuana and marijuana accessories for personal use for any reason. While sensible Florida said that they they would regulate cannabis in the same manner as alcohol. Now, if you realize one was much more wordy and much more specific in what it wanted and dictated for legalization to be. The other is much more broad. Both would legalize cannabis. It's just one would be laissez-faire and the other one would be whatever French is for hands-on, right? Laissez-faire economics, AP, whatever it's called, <laughs> AP uh, fucking government. Anyway, 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 I got on so many freaking tangent i don't even know how you guys keep up when i just go on so many different tangents but nonetheless i'm glad you're listening and here's my stance on this whole case here's what i think is going on here's what i know for sure i know that as this study dictates make it legal florida far outweighs their opposition and funding they have a lot more money coming in a lot more money in the bank and where there's money you got to follow that money all right, you got to see his trail. You got to get the dog to smell his shoe and follow where the hell the money is going. If you follow the money, it traces all the way back towards two medicinal companies in Florida. That's True Leave at number one, and number two, at Terra Wellness, now going by the name Parallel. Now, the reason being that this is, is the fact that these mandates will allow for their business to proliferate in the long term. If they're a medical marijuana company and they want to gear towards a regulation of legalization, yes, they would sell medical marijuana, but they will also sell recreational cannabis. And the mandate says that you can buy and have upwards of 2.5 ounces for you at once. So legalization is going to benefit them either way, even if they follow just the laissez-faire approach of the sensible Florida. The difference is that the mandate was not mentioned in this article, wonder why, you cannot grow cannabis at home with, me, with Make It Legal Florida. There was a movement on social media. Don't know how far it made it, but I saw it literally everywhere when uh, Make It Legal Make It Legal started shipping things in homes in Florida. There were stories of people ripping up the mail that came in that said Make It Legal Florida because they knew that this was something they used to get people who were not educated on cannabis, didn't know the laws that was really being brought forth, and probably didn't care that much to say, yeah, I'll make it legal. I mean, hey, what? I smell medical marijuana. Doesn't do anything to me. Make it legal. 
right? And it's, and the name is great. I mean, the campaign team that's a part of Make It Legal Florida, the name is great. It communicates what you want and already puts the mind frame into people to vote towards that reality. But the fact of the matter is, if you don't allow home grow, it's going to face you with the opportunity to go and get your cannabis from these two large cannabis firms that, that have over 30 stores each in Florida. They dominate the market. True Leaf much more so than Parallel, aka Sotera Wellness, but either way they're both stronghold or stronghold. They're both strong players in the field. Now, Sensible Florida is where I support because they want to regulate it like alcohol, meaning that it's not as stringent on the laws and how much you can have. You can have as much alcohol as you want unless you're driving but with cannabis you'll be much more freedom you can grow cannabis in your home i mean have you seen people from pensacola i'm sure they're gonna they're gonna want to grow their own weed buy weed from i can't <laughs> buy weed from the dispensary why would i do that i could grow weed right here in my backyard <laughs> like that's what he's having pensacola man they're like, it's a place in florida right underneath georgia so they have that down south deep down south you know way of life and and and, and living kind of like you know very self what i'm looking for very uh very independent way of thinking they'll go ahead and fix their car mint you know what I'm saying? The uh, the little, little uh, can't even remember, the part of the engine, the band stopped working. They get a little deodorant and just wax it to keep the engine running. Mint. If you guys watch TikTok, you guys understand what I'm saying. But nonetheless, I'm doing a little case study on TikTok to understand why it's so viral, to understand how people are getting viral so quickly. I mean, they're gaining millions of followers without much, you know, quality content. It's a really amazing phenomenon. Just from a social media uh, evaluation type of things. So I jumped on Instagram pretty early with Hemp International, I guess like in 2014 to create a page before it became like an influencer type of page. If I would have known that, maybe would have done a different strategy. But either way, we're here. And seeing TikTok offers another opportunity for anybody who wants to you know, portray their talent on social media or connect to an audience for whatever reason. Maybe you're a musician. Maybe you like to talk. Maybe you uh, just create funny stuff. Either way, TikTok is definitely a point of opportunity for many people to establish an audience early on. And the good thing is, you're probably thinking, you know, the kids on TikTok, the kids are going to get older. The kids are going to become 20s, 30s, either way. So either way, you lock in an audience that really connects with you and your brand. I say TikTok isn't a bad thing. You got to figure out how to do it because I realize I'm getting older now. I can't understand the youth like I, like I used to understand before. You know, you know, when you, you know, when you were younger and people would do things and maybe the older adults didn't quite understand it. So looking at you was like, a, what the hell are they doing face? That's how I feel when I watch TikTok and I'm not even that old. I'm still in my mid 20s. Uh, anyway, continuing on with the story. So I support Sensible Florida. They're allowed to grow weed at home. I mean, I would like I told you, I love the reality of imagining waking up on Sunday, walking into your backyard. You have yourself planted your two favorite strains right next to each other. Probably isn't the best idea because they probably cross-pollinate. But either way, you're growing your two cannabis strains outside. You're able to go ahead and during harvest time, pick the buds you want, save some buds for friends and family, and then give them straight from your farm. And you yourself, in return, also get buds that your friends and family are smoking. You know that if you allow weed to be grown at home is not only going to be smoked by the household it's going to be shared and cannabis may be even incorporated into dishes that they eat they're going to juice the cannabis they're going to do whatever the hell they want to do with it it's going to be a whole industry based on in-home cannabis grows where you can make your own distillate and make your own solvent and make your own stuff is going to be a thing it's not going to be as big as dispensaries but it's going to be an industry that's going to you know siphon 
a bit of sales that may be going towards these two large cannabis firms. So maybe call me the anti-establishment type of mentality or just understanding where the motive comes from for some of these things and call me a cynic. But I think really, you know, sensible Florida would allow more freedom with cannabis. And as you heard when I read their mandate of make illegal Florida, there's much more rules and stipulations, right? 2.5 personal use, yada, yada, yada. And there's much more that was kept out of there. So Florida, what's going to happen? I don't know. I think money talks, money often gets things done. And a lot of money is spent to make it Florida, and I think that's going to pass. I mean, because they had the marketing to get into the houses of all the people, you know. Hey, Shirley, they want to make it legal in Florida. You want to make it legal? Uh, yeah, go ahead. They're not reading anything. They're older. So they did a great job of uh, making it legal, make legal Florida. They're probably going to win. I personally want the underdog. You know you love the underdog story. It's like watching uh, March Madness and watching somebody who shouldn't even be in the 316 go ahead and win a championship. It's a beautiful story. So if Sensible Florida wins, I'll be happy. If Make It make it Legal Florida wins, I'll be happy too. Just probably not going to be living in Florida to grow my weed in my, in my backyard because I love to do that in itself. You know, not just for the sake of growing weed to have weed, but even to have more of a green thumb for something that we all love and enjoy, like cannabis. Have you seen those budzai trees? Like apparently there's people out there who grow miniature cannabis trees that look like a bud bud is budzai a budzai tree, right? But it's like actual weed that they're growing in a miniature version. They're shaping it. It looks very artistic, and the price of them is pretty expensive. Like then they cost like what, uh, not seven hundred dollars for one pot. It's a nice home decoration. It's gonna make your house smell like terpenes for the whole day. But is it worth seven hundred dollars? Maybe. I think uh, maybe, maybe in the future, maybe, maybe the price might go down. The more bud makers there are. So uh, that has been today's episode. I mean, we talked about how you have some scandalous people out in cannabis talk, scamming people out their money, trying to sell them a dream of them entering the cannabis industry. You're going to make $30,000 next month. Are you ready? You'll go ahead and pay for my program to help you enter the can. Like, nah, bro, we're not doing that. We're not going to go ahead and join. You could be here or there's not. I mean, listen, you could do what you want, but just know that people are outwardly protesting this seminar saying that they got scammed out their money so buyer beware we also talked about the marijuana increase happening year over year during green wednesday aka thanksgiving aka any holiday to pull some monies out your pocket so you can enjoy the holidays even more right christmas around the corner why not get some savings and enjoy cyber monday green friday everything purple monday whatever it's called (laughs) Uh, we also mentioned federal funding prohibited cannabis related opioid treatments. Another atrocity coming from the federal government. We are very surprised. I mean, it's more the same. Very disappointing. Don't want to de- delve on it too deep because, as I said in the first half, it's pretty egregious, but everyone has their own reasons for doing things. Cash rule everything around me. Next, we have this study that shows that cannabis reduced headaches and migraines. We knew this for a fact, but now we have actual proof, real-time proof, that it, ha- it does, in fact, decrease pain. We have marijuana, excuse me, Michigan temporarily halts their cannabis vape sales while also not allowing 80% of the counties in Michigan. I don't know why I sound like Michael Jackson. They're not, not allow 80% of their cannabis or counties to perform or 
partake in the legalization of cannabis that happened Sunday, December 1st. Very bittersweet. It's like the couples that have weed legalized are pointing out at the other counties and going, ha ha, like you wish you had weed legalized. I can do what I want. But again, probably taxes is the reason. We'll see and we'll let you know more about it. Uh, Canacon. Canacon is coming to Tokyo. Tacoma, Washington, January 10th to the 20, wow, January 10th to the 11th, 2020. And basically the CanaCon Northwest Trade Conference is returning to Tacoma, Washington on January 10th and the 11th, 2020 for another high quality weekend of cannabis businesses, networking and education. CanaCon Northwest is focusing this year on the technology and cultivations innovations making waves in the Washington and Oregon adult use markets, including New advancements in climate control and plant genetics. I, I love these conferences. I wish I had the means to go ahead and fly out there, do some media coverage, f- discover some companies, teach you more about that. But again, that'll happen in time. And I think these Canada Con places, if you do live in Washington, try to make it out there on next year, January 10th, the 11th, which is a couple weeks away. And go ahead and educate yourself. And more importantly, network. Get to know people in your industry. You know, be a good person and people will be good to you. So you go there, learn what you have to learn, be receptive to others and what they're doing. And, you know, and respectfully, let them know what you're onto and what your plans are. You never know if your plans may coincide. It's not like you're spending $900 on something that's going to take your money anyway. You may actually get more value for what you're paying for at these candid conferences. And that's not an ad. Uh, last but not least, we talked about Florida. The Florida is gonna group is going to move along with a legalization bill. And we're going to see who's going to win. Is it Make It Legal Florida or Sensible Florida is going to walk out with a W? We'll see. We will see. Uh, also, we have a vaping crisis continues and a medical marijuana company is trying to save their asses by training their employees to protest why their products will not cause any sickness, will not cause any vape lung, and has no vitamin E acetate. Uh they, they got to do what they got to do, right? Vapes are profitable. You're losing sales. You have to respond as a company. And I think it's going to help a little bit for those, like, people who are on the edge and probably just don't care anyway. Probably smoke cigarettes, to be honest with you, because they don't care. They've been smoking something that's going to hurt them for that long. So what's we going to do? And uh, they'll continue to buy or they won't buy. So I'll just give them some time. Sales will bounce back. Vaporizers will advance. And they'll have to prove why they are safe. Up to the marketers out there to prove that for the cannabis companies. So that's been today's show. Um, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Learned a lot. Hopefully your Thanksgiving baby is sitting in your stomach nice and firm on this Monday morning. And you're going to take that food baby and enjoy it throughout your week. You're going to carry that reminder of love. Those pains, that those pounds you just gained, that's all the love you actually felt during Thanksgiving. That's all the food you ate that was made with love. So, ladies, if you gain a little bit of pound on Thanksgiving, don't worry. It'll make you nice and thick. It's a good thing. Enjoy your week. You look beautiful. You look fine. Don't go out here starving yourself until until Thanksgiving, until uh, Christmas time. We don't need that. Uh, we don't need two gingerbread men walking around the house. But anyway, the point is, enjoy yourself. Love your week. Enjoy the week. We'll catch you again next week. And, yo, again, shout-out to my Overcast listener because you are quick on the button. Got to give shout-outs again. Um, if you want to reach out to us, go ahead and DM Hemp International at Gmail. Excuse me. DM Hemp International on Instagram. Email us at HempInternationalCo at gmail.com. And if you enjoy the show, keep listening. Share with a friend. You never know. You may have that one guy who enjoys cannabis a lot. Like, when I mean he enjoys cannabis a lot, his eyes are the color of the red 
crayon 24-7. There's nothing wrong with that. Choose to live your life how you want to live. But maybe you have a young man who is like that and enjoys cannabis in, in that way. He's very passionate. But maybe you want to help them be more informed as to what's happening on, on the you know legalization game, on what's happening state to state. So they have a general consensus and idea of what the landscape is that they're taking part of. Do they want to just be a consumer? Oh, maybe, just maybe, they may want to be a founder, operator, and business owner in the cannabis space. And getting the news is the best way to not only stay informed, but also make the best decisions for the future. So hopefully you guys learned a lot. Hopefully you can now make the best decision after listening to this podcast. And enjoy the hemp, enjoy the hemp international Instagram as well. Remember to rate five stars. Enjoy the podcast. I'll see you next week. Stay tuned. Stay high, folks. High TV. This has been another episode of Cannabis News Now.